Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. All right, everybody, this is In Liberty and Health, episode number 122, and I got uh, Rose from Twisted Dough and 100% Twisted with me today. Um, It's pretty cool to get this, um, you know, someone a little bit out of my uh, usual routine lately on the podcast. So uh, Rose, uh, give a uh, good introduction to yourself, uh, who you are, what you do, and uh, what you got going on. Well, pretty simple lady here, Rose Yado lady. That's basically how I say it now. Um, Exchange dough for dough in my life. And we make ship all that in the South. Pretty Southern girl, been an entrepreneur for going on 10 years. Like, cannot even believe that. Been through some rough, really rough goes. And somehow I've made it on the other side. So living minute by minute to still prevail and overcome and keep going forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I have... I kind of came across you guys. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was just like an ad on Facebook or something like that. And then about a month or two ago, I had uh, made a purchase. I'm like, oh my God, this stuff is freaking delicious. Oh, you did? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I placed one order and then about a week or two ago, I placed another and I got the uh, maple bacon roast beast. And that's been probably my favorite one out of all of them. And look, I'm like a s'mores fanatic and I love the s'mores one, but the maple bacon roast beast is uh, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Dude, I'm launching maple chocolate maple bacon donut tomorrow. That's pretty identical, but with chocolate in it. Dang, you're gonna love that. Dude, that is awesome. I love hearing that from people. Love hearing that. Yeah, I have um I've kind of made stuff for my fiance in the morning. Normally I'll get like oats or something. I had the cinnamon blondie spread and she absolutely loved it as well. And oh, man. Um, I, I can usually tell I did something right if my fiance likes it because she's picky as all hell and yeah. i mean i'll pretty much eat anything that's in front of me at this point i did the carnivore diet for two years a while back so pretty much anything after that it's like fair games as long as there's like a decent protein content in it you know let's uh let's rock and roll <laughs> right yeah and that is the biggest thing why i designed it because i was a bodybuilder did all that in the day and like i just gotta have healthier crap i cannot my stomach just doesn't allow it that's where it came from i actually ate it during shows and now we are an extremely small business, although what we sell, people would say that's not a small business. But when you get into business and you start getting with the big boys and people that can name you a competitor or whatever, we're pretty small. So like just hearing that, I'm like, man, that's awesome. I always tell every customer every day, thank you for your support. When I talk to them, we tell every Instagram follower, like, thanks for the follow. We appreciate it. Like in the social media growing world, it's a, it's a something to be humble and thankful about. 
Yeah, actually, the uh, first guest I ever had on, he runs the company, The Grind Athletics. And uh, there's something really, really cool about getting a card that they write down and sign and everything and say, hey, thank you for your uh, your patronage. And we really appreciate the business. And there's just something you can't replace about that. And um, I remember him having a uh, Facebook story where he said, you know, we were getting to the point where we were going to have to start expanding our business. And that would have meant hiring more people. But you know what? I felt like I didn't want to do that just for the fact that I kind of like the situation that we have. Um, So I guess with your business, um, are you kind of at that point where you're expanding? Because it seems like you guys do really, really well. And like I said, everything I've got for you guys is absolutely fantastic. I have like probably half a dozen jars sitting um, downstairs from this room right now. That's awesome. Um, we we go up and down and people are like, oh, I think y'all are doing so awesome. You must be so, I mean, we got up to selling 10,000 units a month um, and that's pretty huge when we are literally, we put this thing in like, we mix it in a big bakery mixer, which is cool. That's an upgrade for us. Um, but we still mix it by hand a lot of the time. We scoop that into a jar with a scooper by hand. There's no machines, there's no anything. So people are like, why don't you upgrade? Well, machines cost a hell of a lot of money and everything I've been through, that's just not a risk I'm willing to take. And we just, I'm kind of like him, like more money equals more problems. We had a couple like really awesome months last year that were like, where he got TikTok famous one or two and it actually produced money. And we were like, wow, that was cool. But we still enjoy doing it by hand. It's just a lot more work. You got to deal with a lot more people. You got to deal with breakdowns and cleaning the equipment for four hours a day. When we're done, we just go clean our buckets and our scoops and wash our hands. And we know we did everything like by us, you know, and that's been a huge pride for us that we want to go as long as we can doing that. Yeah, one thing that was kind of crazy to me is seeing how exact you guys are with the macros. Because sometimes <laughs> on a lot of stuff, you'll actually notice the macros are off. But I mean, you have it down to like, a half a calorie, a ninth of a calorie. Um, that's kind of I'm impressive. Middle. Right, right. So as a, a bodybuilder, I'm sure that you kind of had to be a little bit uh, sure of that. So do you guys send it out to like labs or stuff or do you just literally just weigh out everything? Well, we weigh out everything, number one. And then we also send it off after we're done. I'm done I was done with a jar and I send it off to a lab to get macro tested. And then um, since we are so small, like I did a lot of those production labels that you see, and I just, I designed them and then I sent them off to a printer and they'll print anything. But when you go big box and stuff like that, we almost made it there this year and then the supplier sucked. So it never made it forward. But he was like, you know, you're not going to be able to put like decimals on this. Like we round up, it's just in a 5% ratio. And I'm like, uh, no, that's not how it goes. And I think people lose aspect of, they don't remember that big box or anything you buy in a store only has to be 80% correct on their nutrition. Mm-hmm. So that was my huge thing when I started the company was putting exactly what it is. If it's 0.3, why am I telling you it's a whole number, you know, or rounding down to make it sound better? Like somebody called this out a couple of weeks ago on TikTok, this dude had like a million followers and he was downing this pink sauce lady, which I never heard of, but then saw and like, she's doing cool. And then somebody was like, yeah, why don't you check out Twist Cookie Dough? Because they do this weird decimal thing. And I'm like, why is that weird? It's not weird. It's, it's called exact. And we would rather tell you, like, this is what you're eating versus it's not what you're eating. Yeah. And that's really interesting because I don't think people understand just how much is in a scoop of peanut butter or something like that. Um, one thing that I've kind of delved into recently, um, as I mentioned earlier, I did the carnivore diet for about two years. But um, 
only about, I want to say maybe eight months ago, I got a food scale. And then using a food scale, you actually really get to see what you're putting into your body. And it blows my mind sometimes how much if you just like get like butter or something like that, and you realize how many calories you're consuming. Because if you just dump a little bit of butter on something, then that could easily add a couple hundred calories. So when you guys are, get exactly down to macros to people who are actually tracking and trying to, you know, measure their body composition accurately and, you know, just have specific goals, that's very, very helpful. And I don't think people understand just how intricate some people are about that kind of stuff. So for people that are very analytical like me, it, it's it's really cool to see. Yeah. And here's a fun fact. Like, so we use butter, right? And we, there's those zero calorie spray butters and stuff out there. Some people actually just like, oh, well, it says zero. So we dump it in, we call it zero. But years ago, I challenged that company, which was Parquet, um, I think who makes it. And I'm like, um, this is going to, they were like, I asked for the macros and they were like, well, we can't give you those. And I'm like, all right, well, it's going to a lab. So either you're going to tell me what they are or they're going to be traced, you know, during the testing. Um, so they ended up giving them to me. And that bottle of butter is 900 calories. So that's a lot. I mean, to claim zero fat, zero calories, zero, yeah, for two spritzes. But who the hell's using two spritzes? Yeah. You know, so we, but it ended up averaging out correctly when we did all our macros and things like that. And we don't use them anymore, but. Um, it was still pretty cool and interesting. Like when companies even are doing nutritionals and stuff, if it says zero from somebody else, they're probably putting zero on it and they have no clue that it's really not actually zero. Right. Yeah. Like you see a lot of Walden farm stuff and I'm sure that it's probably oh, yeah. relatively close to the label, but if you're dumping a half a bottle of Walden farm syrup on your pancakes in the morning, it, it's highly likely that you're not getting zero. So yeah. I just kind of tailing on to that. Um, What's the process for making some of your doughs? Because I look through the ingredients briefly, and I always know the macros are good, so I'm not really all that worried about it. But I see that you use like a lot of different protein blends. Do you just kind of go with like a vanilla to recommend or that you think like flavors that basically would complement the flavor that you're trying to design? Or how do you kind of design that? Yes, we have a base protein that we use for everything. And a lot of proteins are blends. So we would actually, we were trying to design our own actual protein from a supplier this year so I could put exactly what I wanted in it. But sure. same goes to everything when you're a small business, like getting these manufacturers and vendors to get back with you is impossible. So he never actually finished the project and never, so we just kind of gave up on that. So we just use a blend right now. I'd still love to create my own so I could decrease some of the protein blends are made to go on the shelf, you know, for a year mm -hmm. or two years at a time. So if we create our own and take some of those additives that they put in them to be shelf-stable, ours is shelf-stable, but I mean, not for, you don't, you don't get cookie dough and just leave it out on your counter. So okay. it would be awesome if we could take some of the ingredients out of already pre-made mixed protein blends. Um, so we actually just use one, most of the time, vanilla blend. Um, we'll dip into chocolate and we'll dip into peanut butter every now and then. Uh, but most of the time they're made from the vanilla blend and then it's just making the recipe ground up, you know, whatever we see fit. I mean, we'll, I'll go in the morning and be like inspiration <laughs> and like, let's do it. And then I watch a lot of other people. Like I love fat and weird cookie, although they're not health conscious. I'm like, nobody ever asked them their macros. That's not fair. And people like on mine, they're like, excuse me. I saw that this decimal, but you know, and I'm like, dead gum people like eat the product, but I like their stuff too, because I'm like this year, I'm like, we should just dump shit in this jar. Like it, that's they're just dumping shit in there and making yeah. fat, weird, awesome cookies. Mm -hmm. So we don't do that a lot because then people are like, 
health conscious and that's what we did design it for. So try to tell people, you got to remember, I have to, if they're like, ah, it's not an actual donut. No, because we're all gluten-free and gl donuts aren't really gluten-free, mm -hmm. you know? So we have to be careful and make additive choices where everything's a little healthier. So we're making a healthier version of donut cakes tomorrow. You know, we're making a healthier version of whatever we launch. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And it really helps out someone like me who, like I said, used to be on the carnivore diet. And what I found useful for me is kind of moving to a more flexible approach. So um, I guess to put it back to you, what does your daily kind of diet look like? And what was the genesis for making Twisted Dough? Mm, good question. So years ago, my daily diet was bodybuilder straight up, you know, two hours in the gym every day, eating five meals a day. And I was a bodybuilding coach for a long time, still do diet stuff. But now that reality has hit me and I'm just in business owner. Um, now I'm like two, three meals a day. And so dough is like a huge part of my day now because I'm like real, I'm like going, I'm like real people now. I'm like, oh, I know what you meant when you were struggling back then and you had some trauma and like, you just can't function as much. Or I know what you meant when you had just a really busy day and Rose, I can't get these extra meals in. Um, so now after creating dough, not only was it just back then, it was just a healthy snack during bodybuilding season. So I wouldn't be hiding, eating a jar of peanut butter in the corner at midnight, you know, but now it's a part of my daily diet. Like this is how I get some calories and in two tablespoons, 11 grams of protein. But most of the time I eat four or six. So I'm just pumping in 30, 40 grams pretty easy. So now it kind of flows both ways. And I see why our People are always like, what's your customer base? I'm like, everybody. I mean, it's bodybuilders when they're in season. It's health conscious people. It's a lot of people that are starting the healthy train. Um, and now I see it on both ends of the spectrum because my diet's two to three meals a day. I just don't crave as much. I'm busy. I'm under a lot of stress. And so now it means a little something different for me too. What's going on, guys? Um, we're going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about these show sponsors and the way that you can support me and this podcast. Um, I'm sponsored by Axe and Sledge. I won't really focus in here, but uh, right here in my hand, I have their um, The Grind, which is essential amino acids and hydration. Um, feel free to check it out. Um, this is your mom's sweet peach. They have some awesome flavors and awesome names. They also have multivitamins, fat burners, creatine, beta-alanine. Beta um, all sorts of different supplements to help you get all jacked and tan and help you become a person more full of uh, liberty and health as this show is about. So um, if you want to support me and support this podcast, then feel free to go to axandsledge.com and check out um, all their great supplements there and use code MATOVIC10, that's M-A-T-O-V-C-I-K-1-0 at checkout for a little discount and to let them know I sent you their way. All right, everybody. Thanks. Now back on to the show. Well, yeah, that's all really cool. And um, what I appreciate about that, I was actually explaining this to somebody a little bit earlier today. Um, over the last year, I've just kind of really dug into protein research. So when it comes to like just your regular jar of peanut butter, I have a jar of peanut butter from uh, Giant Eagle downstairs and it's 180 calories per serving, which is two tablespoons. So in order to get your... Um, 21 grams of protein, which is going to be sufficient to trigger muscle protein synthesis, um, you would have to get almost 450 calories of peanut butter <laughs> to trigger muscle protein synthesis and get 20 grams of protein. You're going to get about almost 50 grams of fat. Whereas if you get twisted though, you could get three or four teaspoons and then you got 30 grams of protein right there for literally half the calories. And yeah. actually, you know, probably more flavor depending on the flavor that you're going for. Yeah. That's a huge, great point. Because mm -hmm. some people that there's going to be people that don't like your product, you know, 
we get those customers and I'm like, hey, product's not made for everybody. Like there wouldn't be a grocery store with multiple cookies on the aisle if everybody just liked one cookie, right? We could all be one supplier, one designer, one this, and that's all you get. But twisted dough, you got to remember like everything's made to be a little healthier, but for the increased protein, you just got to remember you're not, no, you're not going to get sugar, you know, from it. No, you're not getting, you got to, you got to remember what your goals are in mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's just to eat generally healthy. I'm typically never going to touch real cookie dough, but I, I needed something like that in my life. And now we kind of could call it dessert dough because it is, because we branch out so many different flavors. Snickerdoodle texture is like super spreadable, right? But yes. the, and maple bacon was pretty soft, but like our brownie batter is really thick. Um, and then we do our whip dough, which is totally different. So we're just like, we're just a healthy, super high protein dessert and pick what your goals are in mind as far as texture wise and eating. Right. So um, it, it seems like kind of the genesis for Twisted Dough was kind of the uh, bodybuilder's uh, dilemma where they think I can't have this food because it's bad, right? So you eat chicken, rice, broccoli, tilapia all day, every day, very, very low fat, um, moderate carb and high protein. And it, it seems like over the years, people have kind of realized like, hey, it doesn't have to be this way. We can have maybe some protein ice cream. We could have the dessert dough spreads. We can maybe make a little bit more macro-friendly cookies, which um, I've actually kind of grown accustomed to doing. And as I was mentioning earlier, my fiance is very picky, but I figured out how to make these cookies with protein powder, egg whites, and uh, yeah. like almond flour. And uh, it, she really likes them. So I know doing something right, right there. So I, I'm guessing when you were kind of doing your bodybuilding prep, you were like, man, I just, I can't do the bodybuilding diet. So I need something to kind of. That's exactly. You know, when I got out of my first show, I said, I cannot live like this forever. Mm-hmm. I have to have, and my first company was a food company. I have to have sauces and seasonings and flavor and dessert was huge to me back then. But now that I'm allowed to eat sugar and stuff, I don't crave dessert as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, just and I literally can just go with four tablespoons of twisted dough a day and I'm I'm pretty satisfied nowadays when you allow yourself to eat more options and like realize it doesn't have to be that way and you feed your hormones a little more especially women that have uh, you know your leptin hormone that's like hey hormones hungry period time whatever you're going to eat them anyways or you're going to binge and then you're going to go back and forth so when you just find like a a stable go at it. You know, a lot of people say, Hey, now this is part of my daily diet and routine. So I want to be the dessert in everybody's fridge. That would be my goal, you know, a healthier option at least. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, this for me is also manifested in starting to drink, um, diet pop, which I know a lot of people wave their hands at, but, uh, honestly, as more and more research has come out, it just really seems like diet pop is relatively harmless. And if people could just kind of overcome this fear, of this food is bad and this black and white mentality with food, um, I think would be a lot further because I think what tends to happen is that people restrict and restrict and restrict and then they binge, right? Because you're not giving yourself any enjoyment. Like food is meant to be enjoyed. It shouldn't be something that you're like sacrificing and disparagingly doing, which I think tends to happen when people tend to over diet or if they just have this black and white mentality with food as I think a lot of kind of fad diets shape to. So um. I guess the question to you would be, um, what are your thoughts on some kind of the uh, fad diets that have come out over the last year, like keto, carnivore, intermittent fasting, and veganism? It, it seems like you kind of subscribe to more of like a, I don't want to say flexible approach, but more just like a, you know, whatever. I am. Um, I follow macros. That's about, that's what I teach. That's what I write is macros. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care what you eat, macros. Now, when I was building the food, like in our food prep, 
I would do any diet, but I would never do it unless I had done it first, you know, mm -hmm. just because what am I writing if I don't know? Keto right. loved it was it tasted so yum. But then again, it's like a it's hypocritical because you're talking about um food and I'm supposed to be putting what's good in my body, but in keto you're eating cheese, lots of cheese, bacon. I mean, you're eating the things that we're saying are not good for us, but now they're good for us. So I liked keto. I didn't believe in mm -hmm. keto long term. I'd always tell somebody, you're gonna fall off the wagon. I mean, yeah. just let me let me just start counting the days when you fall off and you, you know, because it's <laughs> not it's not keto is not something you do five days a week and have two binge days. You just can't. Right. Um, so I did believe in it. It does work majorly, um, but it didn't do me any justice. It's kind of like hypocritical that, you know, vegan support it. I actually don't eat as much meat. I have so much time struggling now to get protein in. Um, so vegan, I, I like their style. The food can be good, but I, I'm going to eat meat when I want. I mean, I'm, you know, as long as you get my pro, I don't think it's about protein or veganism. You know, if that's a super more like belief around it, that's where I'm like, that's why you're vegan. That's a good idea. Right. But if you're just right. doing it to diet, eh, not a good diet for you either because mm -hmm. you are hungry. I mean, you're sustaining, unless you're doing the combination of the rice and bean combo to get those complex carbs, mm -hmm. you're not really doing any justice and you typically just end up a little hungry. And then again, a month, two months, maybe six months, you're off the wagon because you can't do it anymore because it wasn't sustainable, because you always ate meat, and you're, you know, meat's not bad, yes, you know, the stuff about meat, and the animals being harmed, or not harmed anymore, that's also a joke, like, you don't really know, it's just like the FDA standards, you only have to meet certain standards to get a little slap on the label, I mean, it can still say grass-fed, but those animals could be being treated like absolute crap, I mean, right. uh, so if you're gonna eat meat, eat it, you know, like, I do sustain from meat a little bit because I'm like, I think about the stories, but I don't sustain. If I want it, I want it. If I'm not craving it, I don't eat it. If I don't get 150, 60 grams of protein in for the day and I only get 60, so be it anymore. Because it's like, the more you eat, sure, you stay full. But so there was keto, there was vegan, intermittent fasting also works. Terrible diet because people are like dying, you know, a, they do great. Oh, I've been feeling, it's good. You feel good. But three, four, five months later, you're not going to intermittent fast. You're just not. So it was also a really good diet because it was just macros. Hey, but you eat between this time and this time. And then a lot of people struggle actually getting their calories in during that time. Because real life hits and you're busy or, you know, unless you can focus on, I'm going to be a keto liver for a long time, or I'm going to intermittent fast because I have nothing going on between these hours and like bodybuilding, it's something you wrap your head around. You put so many hours a day into the process of it. Otherwise, that's where I'm like, I am all the way, macro-based, because really it is what, if you eat too much fat, you store fat. You eat too yep. many carbs, carbs are energy, you store energy. You don't need the energy, you store body weight. So that's why I tell people all the time, you get your macros right, I've got two clients right now. They have been going on, going on four weeks, and they have never lost, never not lost 0.2 to 0.4 almost half a pound every day. And they're like, how come I, I'm eating real food? We're eating cheesy, spicy chicken. We're eating buttered rice. We're eating steak. I get one cheat meal a week and we're eating dessert every day and we're losing and we couldn't do it on our own. I said, macros. Because when you <laughs> eat what you want to eat, you're not, well, that was just, you know, 25, 50 fat I ate. Nobody's counting that. They don't know how to count it. But really, if you can figure out that, what your body needs based on numbers, you got it down. 
Yeah. And I had a similar experience with all those as well. Cause um, you know, to bring it back to me doing carnivore, I, I thought I was eating enough and I thought everything was good, but I would have like one solid week and then I would just binge. And what I didn't realize is that I'm literally just not eating enough throughout the week. So that's my body's way of telling me, Hey, you have to eat. So whenever it comes time to just go off that diet for the one night, then, you know, it's a free for all. And this has kind of been something that's been liberating for me. And when I talk to people who ask me about nutrition, I'm like, you shouldn't make this black and white boundary. You should realize that you can have food. So like, I'm the same as you, if it fits your macros. So like there've been times where I'll, I'll be a little bit hungry, right? Like um, last Friday, my fiance and I wanted to go to a barbecue restaurant where I'd have a burger and fries and we'd go get ice cream. But guess what? In the morning I had like steak and an egg for breakfast, right? And then for lunch, I had like this protein powder mug cake with egg whites. And then finally when dinner came, we, we enjoyed, right? Didn't hold back. We enjoyed it. And guess what? The next morning I woke up and I lost weight. So um, it, it really comes down to energy balance. And it, it is a cruel mistress because I don't think people realize that, you know, no matter what it works um, and calories do count on the weekends too, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and what I always tell people, they'll be like, well, I count calories. I'm like, do you know what's in those calories? And they don't. So then they just, okay, well, we eat these, you know, those fad diets come out of just, we'll eat this portion size, you know, mm -hmm. Weight Watchers. You only get this new portion because I tell everybody all the time, Anybody can starve themselves. That's the easiest diet. So you just cut back to these baby portions that you have no clue even what they are. Of course, they're going to work. If I cut anybody a deficit, anybody's calories, it's it's simple math. You're you're going to lose, you know. But when you can figure it out to yourself, of like my client didn't had their cheat meal last night and and stabilized today, and I'm mm -hmm. like, well, that means you ate too much and your body didn't need that, and you don't need that energy today. So today we cut back. You know, I'm like, cut back on the day before your cheat meal or the day after your cheat meal, because you've conserved, you know, got a little more energy. Um, or if you've been dead on and you work out really hard or whatever, a lot of times that's just a, a, a revamp, you know, or, or it gives your body like an energy boost for your metabolism to keep moving forward faster. Because right. you're already deficiting every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is that um, when you're in a caloric deficit, your glycogen stores get depleted. So let's say you have that one night out where you have, you know, beer and chicken wings or whatever. Um, some of those calories will go straight to glycogen in the muscle, which is going to, you know, help you retain water. And then you're going to be a little bit fuller the next day. Now, granted, some of that may still be stored as body fat, but it's not like every single calorie that went straight into your ass. <laughs> it, right. it goes to glycogen. So like, you know, you could still kind of work this. And plus those additional calories you took in, you know, some of that is going to be, you know, the thermic effect of feeding and, you know, different functions that are going to raise your basal metabolic rate for a brief period of time. You know, even your um, non-exercise activity thermogenesis may go up for a brief period of time. You may move around a little bit more versus just sitting here and not talking with your hands and being very monotone. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, like you said, those calories, then they're gone by the next day because you know how to go and utilize them. Some people like, just don't know how to go and utilize them or, hey, I kind of lost today. Go go kill it again in the gym because you've got some extra energy stored with some good glycogen feed. And then you go kill a workout and boom, all of it's gone into your body and none of it was stored as what you didn't need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I, one thing I wanted to talk to you about as well is um. Can you discuss what bodybuilding prep was like? Because um, just to give a brief background for me, I've never done bodybuilding, but um, I had lost 70 pounds in the last um, three years. And I remember I got down to 179 pounds, about six foot tall. And right now I usually float around like 185 to 188 ish. 
And uh, I got all the way down to 179 and I had visual abs, but I felt absolutely horrid. I was tired. Mm -hmm. I had no energy. And I'm like, man, this, this sucks, but I look so good, but I feel like shit. Yeah. So then I did a reverse diet and I got all the way up to 195 pounds and I lost 10 pounds since then. So right now I'm kind of happy right where I'm at. I'm cutting back down a little bit, but I think I just want to kind of stay in this 185 range. Um, so if you could, could you kind of detail out what it's like getting to, um, I'm guessing you were probably down around the range of like 12 to 15% body fat as a woman. Yeah. And then for men, yeah. that would be in the range of like five Thanks. to 10% in, yeah. because women are normally like, uh, I think it's 7% higher. Um, so yeah. yeah, what was uh, your life kind of like when you were in the uh, bodybuilding prep? Yeah. So you start showing abs as a woman at 18%. I mean, that, and that's already like, whoa, that's cool, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the real change starts. And that, I did bodybuilding shows for two to three years. Wanted to go pro, went, did, uh, changed over the WBFF organization because it was a little prettier, you know. They change what, they, what they're looking for so much every year. It doesn't ever cater to, like, serious, like, people doing this on the side. You know what I mean? Some of these people are, this is what they're doing, you know, for five, six years. But there's really no, like long-term goal with it unless you're staying pro but the the whole aspect of it was I was already kind of skinny I was just skinny um so I still had to do a 12 to 14 week prep mm -hmm. and it sucked I mean you're but I encourage every person who has never done one you need to just do it for the discipline to learn the discipline it's given me so much discipline in my life I have like anxiety still I haven't competed in six years and Every morning, I shit you not, I still wake up with anxiety of, I should be doing my cardio right now. Then I need to go, I need to go lift in the afternoon. I should be doing that. And I'm not eating the four meals a day. And I am still not over like going, Rose, you're fine. You're not, because it, it gave you so much discipline to show you how you make results. Mm -hmm. And it really is all the steps of bodybuilding. It really is the, the cardio in the morning, but I've realized you can do the cardio with workout and it's, it's kind of the same. Because people want to take these extreme steps, but they don't matter until you're at six-pack abs and you need some more, you know. So I did cardio in the morning. I did my five meals a day. Every two and a half, three hours, I'm eating something, chugging the gallon of water. I did not take the supplements because I just hate swallowing pills. So I'd say I was going to do them, but I basically did not. Um, and then I did that for 12, 14 weeks. And I had a cheat meal mostly almost once a week, but I also was the binger in the kitchen that never told my coach. <laughs> uh. So, I, you know, every <laughs> couple nights, like, because you go off, you're eating 20 grams of sugar or less a day. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, I eat low sugar. Hmm. You're not reading the back stuff. You're not eating <laughs> right. 20. You're not eating 20 grams of sugar. Sure, you thought, oh, five grams. You didn't actually account that you ate four servings. So, boom, you <laughs> ate 20 grams. I mean, you eat a, a serving of fruit, you're halfway there. You're done. Mm -hmm. And so, 20 grams of sugar, it puts you in this mental state of just like, what's going on with me? Um, am I going to hurt somebody? I'm in a really bad mood. Oh, yeah, I'm hangry. Um, but it also, again, gave me that discipline when you come home at night. Like, it's okay to be hungry, guys. Like, it is okay to be hungry. You should never feel full anyways. So I never overate, but I am a foodie, okay? And I love food. So knowing I couldn't pick up something when I wanted to, or I did a lot of traveling for my business. Can you imagine eating cold tilapia on a rice cake on the road 
Oh. I guess I could have stopped at a gas station and heated it up, but I was so miserable and in a terrible mindset, I forgot I could stop at a gas station and heat my tilapia. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, so it's just discipline and it really teaches you how to say no, how to know it's okay when you're hungry. Because you'll be sitting there at night and you're like, there's nothing else to do. Oh, I don't even want to watch TV because I just want to eat something. And I just, uh -huh. it's, I don't even need anything, but maybe I just want a yogurt and I can't have it or it's not on my plan. And so that's where I developed my whole company, literally. It was just like, I've got to find ways to stabilize this for people not to feel like this is the way you have to, you know, you have to live. You don't. But best experience of my life. You chase that moment um, of looking good, of like, damn, I look good. But then you got to go, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Yes, sometimes. But I think it has to really be worth it just to you majorly because nobody really cared if I had six or four abs <laughs> and then I was like I did all that work for you know to get 20 seconds on the stage you know or to not place or to place fourth or whatever so those people doing that I think we're all when you go through a show you're doing it for yourself to show yourself you can do something you can overcome a fear you can lose that weight you want to develop that discipline um, we've had a lady that ate dough all the way through her show and she does it because she just, she likes the discipline in her life. Mm -hmm. Like she enjoys it. I hated show days. They were boring. I'm like, these girls, they're just on their phones. We're just got our feet kicked up, taking selfies. Like I could be doing something. And I did all this for just to sit here all day, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's that the way you, you watch your body change because you didn't know it could do that. Mm -hmm. It's pretty incredible to watch. Right. Wow. Yeah, that, that's really, really cool. And I kind of debate if I want to do something like that because I know when I leaned out, I'm like, man, this, this really sucks, but it's like, I, I look good. And it's, it's being objective too. It's like, I could see myself continually getting better. And then even at, you know, as lean as I was, I could still deadlift 400 pounds pretty easily. Um, so what was it kind of like for you getting out of that? So did you just kind of reverse diet? Did you try to maintain for a little bit and then slowly creep up um, your weight or what did it look like for you um, kind of transitioning back to a regular weight? Because I understand for women, you lose your period and it could be pretty freaking rough. I mean, obviously for yeah. men it is too, but uh, you know, what did it look like for you um, exiting that bodybuilding stage? Fell off the wagon every damn time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I got a reverse diet, but yet just like everybody else in these diets, I say, you're going to fall off. Same thing. And most bodybuilders do. They don't, there's the, the Instagram influencers are the ones that don't, you know, because they're actually showing you the process, but most of real life people fall right off, gain all the way back in three weeks, boom, done. First show, terrible, terrible, bloating, uh, just looked, I was like, I didn't even look like I just did a show, but I just didn't care and just ate whatever. Second show, I really tried a reverse diet, stuck to it, semi but you're also trying, and then it turned into, well, I eat my cheat meal, but then they came more and more often and uh, off the wagon they go. Yeah. And then the third show, it was like, I just want to be normal. But, but I did, by the third or fourth show at that point, I could keep my discipline. I wasn't so miserable. I was like, oh, I still want to eat healthy. But the mentality of the girls going into these shows and getting that low, especially for me, it messed with my brain for years after that, you know, as far as like, I feel like I got to eat this now and I got to restrict myself. And I still, like I said, struggle like to, to flip that reverse mind. I mean, even I haven't worked out in three weeks. Okay. We've had a really bad time at the shop. 
And I'm just like, this is, I, I'm never going to get this back. Oh my gosh, I'm changing everything about me. And I'm like, Rose, three weeks, I got to do it. Watch what you eat, you know, watch what you eat the most, keep yourself fueled. But it's, that's a really hard discipline to develop, kind of. But doing the shows was also a positive because it taught me like, no, I don't have to eat chicken, broccoli, rice, tilapia, but I'd actually do enjoy those in different ways now. Yeah. Or just whole foods. I tell people this all the time. Forget any of that. What, what's on the diet list. Just eat whole foods. Any whole food. Potatoes. Cabbage. I mean, I'm talking about things you don't even think about. Yeah. And what I found after kind of going off the carnivore diet is that carbohydrates are very, very satiating, very, very tasty. And when this whole low-carb craze now... and it, it's it's so funny because a lot of these foods that are labeled keto really aren't keto. But um, also, I, I just... I can't stand how much I hear people saying, oh, carbs are bad, carbs are bad. It's like, no, well, if you look at a lot of these junk foods, it's actually kind of funny. The calories from fat are actually more in the junk foods than the calories from carbohydrates. So yeah. it's not just one or the other. It's the fact that they're both together and they're very, very palatable. So it's very, very to overeat these foods. All right, guys, um, I'm absolutely thrilled with the uh, show's new sponsor. Um, I am now sponsored and uh, have an affiliate through LMNT Electrolytes. Um, I have used these electrolytes for years. Um, back when I used to do a lot of fasting, in fact, I used to drink, sometimes I want to say up to seven a day, seven little packets. So um, the packets are full of all the electrolytes that you need to perform and hydrate yourself properly. Um you need sodium for pretty much every single function in your body, despite what um, a lot of people may tell you. Um, sodium doesn't actually cause a lot of the issues that uh, people kind of would have you believe. So um, just real quick to give you a little bit of facts. Um, you don't need sugar to hydrate. Electrolytes and water don't require glucose to pass through the gut. The average American consumes over 60 pounds of sugar a year. And um, when it comes to athletic performance, um, you can actually lose up to seven grams per day in hot climate. So um, make sure you click on the affiliate link below to get all your hydration needs. And like I said, I'm super stoked to have these guys um, teamed up with the podcast and uh, just make sure you get your uh, electrolytes through Element. All right, guys, thanks. Yeah, I heard people saying, well, the cookie dough didn't taste like cookie dough. <laughs> Duh, because if I made <laughs> cookie dough, you would be, what makes food good? Right. Fat and carbs. And if you eliminate those, of course, that's where you got to treat, test your, treat your palate, work on your discipline and go, I've got to learn that I don't need these things. But those are, I mean, it's like, it's like big pharma. Food is a drug. I mean, seriously, anything filled with fat or carbs is going to taste better. Yes. I mean, that is just the way it goes. And you have to learn what you can live without. Mm -hmm. You know, you need one or the other to survive in the diets. You know, you can split that high 100% and be, you know, a 40, 40, 20 and eat 40% carbs all day and kind of enjoy it. And I'm like, you can't have both. You mm -hmm. can't have both because your body doesn't need both to sustain itself. Right. So I guess kind of pivoting over to something a little bit more spicy. <laughs> In March of 2020, uh, I think I cut out of here. Lost it for a second. Uh -oh. There you go. Okay, we're well, cool. Um, <laughs> pivoting over to something a little spicy. Um, mm. In March of 2020, Oh, <laughs> you were a business owner because you've been a business owner for about 10 years, correct? Yeah. What were things like for you? Because I don't know anything about Arkansas. Um, just to give a brief, you know, for me here in Pennsylvania, um, I'm a mechanic, right? And my fiance at the time had worked for Phillips. They were building respirators. Um, 
when was the last time you seen a car that didn't break? Never, right? Um, I got laid off as a mechanic in Pennsylvania. Wow. My my fiance, then girlfriend, had a note that said, show the police this if you're out driving. I mean, it was bizarre. Serious, yeah. Right. So um, what was life like for you in February of 2020 and then post-March of 2020? I'm, I'm really interested to hear this because I love when entrepreneurs kind of tell their story about how they were able to overcome the adversities that came with a government telling them that they can't, you know, do what feeds their family. Yeah. So ours was pretty cool and interesting to say the least. When it really hit, we were like, as uh, is a joke now, I was a meal prep company at this point and Twisted Dough was in our company as our hobby. Um, and we are opening a shop in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we're getting ready to do our second location over the year we're going to open and so this hit and we're like eh, it don't mean anything and then it kind of like hit with the mandate of like hey we're basically shutting everything down and we kind of everybody kind of was like hold on and then consumers started calling and saying hey i've lost my job today um i'm gonna have to quit meal prep hey i've lost my job today and then you know 15 people in a day we had 500 clients 15 people were like oh this is, this is serious. And these were real life people. I mean, one worked for the government. I mean, these are real jobs they were losing that they'd had for 15 years, 20 years. Um, so when that happened, we're like, oh my gosh, this is reality. So we, reality evolved as fast as we could. We started, um, we cut all our prices actually, went back to the drawing boards and we're like, okay, so we don't have to be this profitable. We can be this profitable and, and deal with it. We cut down to like, five, six, and $7 meals um, and just try to keep the clients we could because, I mean, I think we lost like 50 clients the first week. And at this point, when you're getting on the sales call to ask people, hey, you want to do this diet? You want to go forward? Here's what I can do. Um, you weren't getting any calls anymore. And so then there goes that lady's job within us, you know? So after that kind of happened and we did the five, six, $7 meals, the craziest thing, we, go, we started going up. We went up. Now we were making less profit, working harder, producing more meals. So it was a very rough time, you know, and we worked in this like straightaway, you know, gosh, skinny area, you know, when you go to like a subway or something like that's it. And all of us are behind there having to wear masks at this point. We already gloved up. So, you know, they're making all these serious accusations. We're scared that like a worker's not going to come in. They can't come back in. We relied we did a, a meal prep based system where we built custom meals. So you could say, I want 40 carbs in this meal and six fat in this one, but the next one I want this and the next one. These people hand built and counted these meals by their brains all day. We had somebody at protein, somebody at carbs, somebody at vegetables, somebody at toppings, somebody that hand clicked them, somebody that checked them, and then the, out the door they went. But we didn't have replacements for these people. So we're like, the minute one person gets us, this is terrible because we were then running almost 10,000 meals a week. We are keeping these people 12 and 16 hours, you know, a day trying to supposedly open this next shop. So it, it turned into kind of a, a nightmare, but we, most businesses were going out and we were watching our business come in more. So being on the meal prep side of things, it was good for us. Um, about six weeks when it stabilized in the world, um, we saw business go up a little bit more and we're like, we're going, we're going this way on this and everybody else is going this way. So we were just kind of like trying to count our blessings and say, thank you for the business we were getting and kept our prices where, where they were. 
Um, so that was kind of how March went in 2020. Yeah, well, it, it sounds like you uh, weathered relatively well. Um, that's that's awesome to hear. Um, so you also had a split with that company, correct? Um, I own that one as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, so was it bad in Arkansas or Tennessee? You live in Arkansas right now. And yeah, yeah. Okay. We're in Arkansas after we shut down Nashville, um, been back here. But yeah, we live in Arkansas and we live in a small town of like 80,000 people. And you're talking about um, Nash when I was in Nashville during that time too, the streets, it was a city, you know, but the streets were shut down. And at 10 o'clock, the cops were circling the streets on megaphones in Nashville saying, get inside. You're not allowed to be outside. Like, so it was scary. And in Jonesboro, being such a small town, it was like a ghost town. I mean, it was literally a ghost town. Nobody was in any parking lot. Nobody was going to work. Everybody was working for home, not working or with COVID. Um, so to see our building busy, you know, or just us at least, that was a scary part. So I got to kind of experience the city version and the small town version. But even Nashville being, I don't know how many million people live there. It's a lot. Yeah. It was it was literally as ghost town as my hometown. And that was a scary thing. So when I moved to Nashville, they're like, you're not going to be able to even get to work on this road. This road's going to be backed up all the time. You go anywhere. You go anywhere, drive anywhere, do anything, because nobody was on the streets in Nashville. Every business in Nashville shut down. Every business. You're talking about busy streets. And we were actually in Nashville, Tennessee, the day that they mandated it. Um, we had taken all our workers there for a groundbreaking ceremony. And we were on Bill, uh, Bill Street. We were on Broadway, the big where everybody's shoulder to shoulder. And we all leave about two o'clock in the afternoon, head back home. And at three o'clock, they got on national TV and we're like, hey, everything's shut down. Nashville is officially shut down. All the bars closed and everything emptied. And we're like, that, that is crazy. So that was kind of like a, like real, like eye opening, like this is happening in the world. Wow. That just got real. And then everybody's like, are we sick? Because we were just in a city full of people all weekend, you know? Yeah, I remember I have a, a picture. I went to a fog of the child with my fiance and uh, Pittsburgh declared a state of emergency. And I have a picture of the card. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to any church areas, but um, it, it's where they basically bring out the meat on the skewers. And yeah. as long as you have the green card up, they keep bringing it to you. So yeah. I, like I said, I had a picture of it and it was green. And it, it's just kind of cool to look back at that and realize um, that our lives were going to be completely different from you know pretty much there on out that you know we were no longer in. Uh, you know, December of 2019 or February of 2020, that this was a whole new world that we were walking into. And yeah. it seems like things are mostly back to normal, but um, it, it was just, it was strange. And it, it, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, it seems like you did really well. And um, I came out on the uh, better side of the pandemic as well. So uh, yeah, it's really cool. Um, what else do you kind of got going on with the company? Because it seems like you guys are always just churning out new stuff. Yeah, and people are like, you change stuff faster than I can keep up with. <laughs> yeah. That's because we are a small business and we can, and I am evolving. Like, I don't want to forever be the small business that, as somebody mentioned today, you're kind of seeing high and low. You go through a lot of highs and lows, and we do. It's like extreme. Like, basketball months have been so extreme. I'm like, are we even going to be a company? Is everybody quit ordering? I mean, you we have to rely on consumers finding our website 
literally every day. We don't pay or really can afford thousands and thousands of dollars of ads and half of them get wasted and half of them go to use. Um, and, and social media has changed in the last year, kind of like COVID. I mean, everybody and their mom is trying to work off social media, right? And so the mat, the flood, it's, I think it's 60 million messages are consumed through social media on a daily basis now, when it used to be more like 2030. So businesses were being seen, you know, when I'm online or anybody's online watching or doing, they're actually promoting the company, whatever. Now everybody's just promoting themselves because they're trying to get paid or they want money if you want to any kind of post. So that's been like this year's struggle is watching social media grow and go chaotic you know, with trying to keep people on platforms, um, it, you know, so we're always changing because we're trying to meet the consumer, the direct cons e-commerce consumers wants. Yeah. And that right now it's new flavors. So you're going to see new flavors pop up at all times. And we got our hands in the bucket. This is my, I said this year as a small business, I'm going to waste every dime I make and I'm going to come out with zero dollars and I'm going to attempt to do everything that I think big big businesses did to get to where they are. So we got a broker for a food retail. Mm -hmm. um, we're really early in the process, hopefully going to go to our first show. That could change our lives because it, it's Publix, it's Costco, it's whatever. Wow. But, but we'll see. I mean, somebody could just come by the booth and nobody like it. I don't know. You know, so I did that this year. I took a big courses on social media, which I don't think helped because – Social media is just not the same anymore. It's like yeah. you can make the most craziest video and that's what's going to get seen. Mm -hmm. And that's exhausting, you know. Um, so we got our hands in the retail. Um, we applied to Shark Tank this year. Super cool. Um, so you never know if they'll give you a call. So we're just doing all these little things this year. And then we're trying to get people back involved of just sharing. If you enjoy it, like tell your friends about it, you know, mm -hmm. because we're small business organic. You heard about us, so we'll tell somebody else because that's how we move on and function. Because just like that, what is it, Grind Athletics? Mm -hmm. We just don't want to hire a bunch of people because workers are a little bit different this since COVID too. And we have a family. We all together four to six years, and we just kind of prefer it that way. We really like coming in, not dealing with big corporate you know, dealings. It's just me that they got to deal with, you know, and they come in, they get their job done, and we all get to go home and kind of breathe a little bit. Right, right. Um, so I guess uh, we've been shooting the ship for about an hour, but there are a couple uh, few more questions I kind of wanted to ask you. Um, what does your resistance training and exercise routine kind of look like for you now? I know you said you haven't hit the gym in three weeks, but um, yeah. you know, when, when you are at it, what does it look like um, for you? Yeah, I'm still bodybuilder routine all the way. Still okay. hit my main muscle groups. Mm -hmm. I do not barely do cardio. Um, my mental state from show to now basically was how do I get where I am happy where I'm at? So this year for the first time, so you're talking about six years out of show, I finally found what I needed. And that was how, how do I feel good at, at the end of every week? Well, it was two days of yoga, two days of cardio and two days of lifting, which is a huge change. I'd love to do three or four days of lifting, but that's where I just kind of felt the best literally physically physically felt the best because I used to chase I've got to be sore if I'm not sore I didn't do enough you know right. and so this year finally I did some yoga I did things I didn't think I'd do and I gave up feeling like I need to be in the gym every day and I found like harmony as people say I just like I'm one with myself that that would be my perfect week so 
for me, yeah, it's been, but I also have like a torn labrum um, from lifting so heavy. And so I implemented the yoga. And so all those little combinations, because I actually like all of them. I actually don't did not like yoga until I did it long enough where I was like, oh, crap, I actually feel better. And that took a while. But I actually loved running. I did marathons before I did bodybuilding. Um, And I always loved lifting. So I kind of figured out where that looked like for me. Instead of doing cardio with bodybuilding and being stuck inside, I'd just go get my longer runs in two days a week. And but they don't really have time to lift too, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were actually a, um, I think it was a meta-analysis done. And what they concluded is that you can actually maintain all the muscle mass you've built on one ninth the training volume. So actually what you're doing right now will maintain your muscle that you built through all the years of bodybuilding and consistent resistance training on just two days a week, which I think for me, especially as somebody who probably much like you just always feels compelled, like a I, I can't miss a workout. Like for me, it's hard to take time off. Like I want to be in the gym. I'm in the gym six days a week. Um, every single morning, you could see my uh, Doberman Australian Shepherd right here. Um, him and my pit bull, they get walked every single morning. Um, it, it's all part of my routine. I have the strict routine every day for resistance training for my cardio. Um, but when I found out that, okay, well, you can roll back the volume and all that, and you'll still maintain, um, it, it was a little bit relieving for me. So yeah. um, did, did you kind of experience the same thing? Like you were yeah. very hooked on training and just felt like you couldn't take a break? Yeah, well, and there's five different muscle groups at least. So you had to be in there five days, you know? <laughs> and then I figured out, oh, you can kind of get them in or you can skip the ones that you don't like chest. Come on, Rose, you don't have to have chest every Monday or Wednesday <laughs> or whatever. So I might do one chest every four weeks. You know what I mean? Like, but I hit my main things that I want to look better and then I want to grow. And that's always my shoulders and my legs or my glutes because those are what struggle. And then I realized I don't have to have an arm day every week. Like my triceps are never going to grow anyways. I hit them like once every three weeks, you know, so I just kind of change it up. And then that time I'm hitting that, it's okay, Rose, that you didn't get your shoulders in that week. So I just really had to like level, but it also took time and doing it and going, oh yeah, I didn't actually lose anything. I'm fine. That was totally fine. I actually got a bigger pump a lot of the times just changing it up like that. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, so what has been your favorite flavor of Twisted Dough that you've ever made? Man, that is a terrible <laughs> question. People always ask me that. Actually, they don't know they're talking to the owner. So they think they're talking to customer service or somebody on IG. <laughs> like, hey, what's your favorite flavor? I'm like, well, you just asked the owner that. So that's the worst because I created all of them. So the answer I do to that, though, is what mood are you in? That's why there's 17. Even a retailer said, excuse me, why do you have 17 different flavors and counting? And I'm like, because I can and because I crave different things, and or what is your favorite candy bar? And so that's how I kind of stem that question. Now, the OG double chocolate chip never disappoints me. So if I don't know what I want, it's double chocolate chip. But most of the time, seriously, it's what mood am I in? Um, or because I love them and they've been known for this since it started. I love them on rice cakes. I don't know why. Yes. Sweet and salty. So do I don't I. know. <laughs> but I don't know. And I'm like, we got to come up with something better. But I just know it's like OG staple. Mm-hmm. And the other week it was like, I never crave salted caramel. I'm like, that would be so good on a rice cake right now. Mm-hmm. But I ate the maple bacon on a rice cake a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, that was even better. That was salty and sweet. On caramel. I, yep. I had it on caramel. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a good idea. So tomorrow I'm actually going to try to air fry the rice cake with the cookie dough on top and see what happens. Ooh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to try. 
All right. Uh, so can I throw a few moods out at you and uh, you give your response of which one you think you would uh, go to? Okay. All right. Um, you're pissed off. What do you go to? Ooh, that's, um, that's probably brownie on that one. Okay. Uh, the brookie cookie dough or just brownie? Or brookie. Either one. Because okay. that has brownie in it. Uh, um, you're kind of in the mood to uh, cry and watch a movie. What are you reaching for? Red velvet. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, okay. That makes sense. Um, you just, uh, let's say hit a, a good sales goal or a new PR in the gym. Mm, I'm making a, I'm making a dough at home for that one. <laughs> I'm making a celebration dough and I'm launching it online tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Um, your mother, correct? No, a dog oh. mom, just a okay. dog mom. All right. Okay. Um, so Okay, never mind. Then that kind of throws that question out the window. I don't know why. I, I thought you had kids. Um, well, I have nephews that I post about all the time. Okay, all right. Um, so when your nephews come up to you and they're excited as well, and you want to share something with them, uh, what do you think would be the first flavor you would share with them? I always give them that OG double chocolate chip because they think it's really cookie dough, right? Okay. But they'll eat any flavor. Like they'll be, they call it tootie dough, and so they say, "Can I have tootie dough?" And they, I'll feed them weird flavors, think they won't like it. They love it every time. Mm-hmm. cool cool all right well uh yeah we've been uh hitting it for over an hour now um yeah. i've really really enjoyed this chat a lot actually so uh rose where can everybody find you and connect with you yeah connect with me on of course i have an ig it's rose b hankins i love to connect with people um twisted dough us that's where we're at on instagram twisted dough on tiktok and twisted dough.org uh, website as well. Anytime you're hitting chat or you're emailing or Instagramming, it's typically me behind there. I do have help, um, but that is a lot of things I like to hold on to as a small business because a lot of consumers say, oh, wow, I didn't know this was a real person. Oh my gosh, somebody picked up the phone. That's just like not normal. And that's something we want to continue with because it's the value I think built around my business, what keeps us going and what keeps the same people stocking their fridge with that because we're there for them. It's like, you didn't go to Walmart and pick this up off the shelf. No, you went to a store and bought it. Like you go into a cupcake shop or something mm-hmm. and you get the experience. Same with what we want to do there. Cool, cool. Um, I did this a little ask backwards, but I normally ask people, um, you know, what does health look like them? So um, <laughs> I'll propose that question to you. What does health look like to you? Health to me is feeling good mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, is something I still struggle with to this day. But for me, because that's what works for me, it's just a little eating good a little bit all the time, limiting my cheat meals because those are endorphins that don't make me give my best. But yeah, health looks like to me just looking and feeling good at all times, but that's mentally for me as well. That's been a big journey for me. Awesome. Um, and if you have anything else you got cool coming up, feel free to drop it. And, uh, if not, we'll, uh, rock and roll out of here. Just lots of new flavors to, just to be watching. We popped up two cake flavors yesterday. We got four coming tomorrow. So we're going to be popping them up super fast every day. Yeah. Well, I have your uh, links in the description. So hopefully everybody goes and checks that out. Um, yeah. I have the cake batter spread. I've been using that with a uh, cream of rice and, uh, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I bet that's freaking fantabulous. <laughs> People do oatmeal all the time, and I've heard one person say cream of rice, and I've actually never gone and tried it. Oh, my gosh. I bet that's so good, though. Okay, so, yeah, I'll propose this to people now. Um, (laughs) I'm going to put this recipe up on my channel eventually whenever I get the time to make it. So 
what you could do, uh, there's a company called Flavor Gang, and they make that bowl of gains, which is just like different flavors of cream of rice. Uh, get some cream of rice and put a, um, three tablespoons of egg whites in there, right? Because it's going to make it harden up a little bit. Um, add protein powder if you want. So stir that all together, right? And then do the minute and a half, stir it, minute, stir it, 30 seconds, stir it, and then leave it sit for two minutes. And then get twisted dough, whatever flavor, um, preferably like, let's say you got peach and cream, get the cinnamon blondie and spread that on top. Oh my God, it is to die for. Oh man, that sounds like the best recipe. And our recipes change. That's a cool thing with twisted dough. Like during the summer right now, you got some probably of our harder ones. They're harder right now because we had to take the moisture out because of shipping and it's a hundred freaking degrees. But when it drops to 70 degrees, the consistency of the dough will change. So we'll get to put all the moisture back in and it will all be spreadables. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, the cinnamon blondie was, that one might be my favorite one so far. I think I'm, I don't know if I have any that I haven't opened up downstairs. The butter crunch is really good. The Max Triple uh, Tracks was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't think there was a single one where I was like, yeah, I wouldn't get this again. Every single one I definitely would get again. So uh, yeah. Rose, well, if you thanks. have Yeah, of course. If you don't have any other closing thoughts, we'll close her out. Nope. Just everybody just love others, support one another, support small business and be true to you. Absolutely. All right, Rose. Well, thank you for coming on and everybody make sure you go check out Twisted Dough. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe and share. And uh, thanks for checking out everybody and take care.